0: Today, the media pounces on Trump's Tulsa rally, and Brett Favre gives Colin Kaepernick hero status. We've got a lot to get into on this Monday, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today. The POC at the table with other POCs at the table. It is a POC-centered show. I've got Eric July, Blaze TV contributor Eric July, that's in the nice house, nice. and uh, Aaron Cullen from theblaze.com. Theblaze.com. Please do
1: use racial slurs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's supposed to be the name we all like now. POC. Oh, okay, I have to keep that's up. the only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well I, well, I was told too. Isn't like you, African American, is not in. It's, I don't know. I can't, now, I can't I keep up, I can't I was keep blind, right? Whatever. I, I, I just I can't keep up with it all. Trying to be politically correct. Uh, all right. We've got a lot to get into. So let's start with President Trump's rally this weekend in Tulsa. Um, I attended. I was there as media. So I saw the whole thing. I spent way too much time on my feet At that arena that day, watched the whole crowd trickle in, uh, you know, saw what the demeanor of the people who were like inside and the people who were like outside. So I can give uh, my perspective on uh, what really went on in Tulsa as well. But um, interestingly, a couple different things. Number one. The arena, not as full as the Trump campaign was expecting, obviously, are the headlines. Those are the spin, especially coming from, you know, CNN, the mainstream media. Why not pounce on the fact that President Trump couldn't even fill the Box Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. What does that say for his campaign? Uh, There are a lot of stories as to possibly why that happened that we can get into. But uh, here's just a little clip of President Trump over the weekend at his first rally since the coronavirus struck. Watch.
2: Joe Biden and the Democrats want to prosecute Americans for going to church, but not for burning a church. They believe you can riot, vandalize, and destroy, but you cannot attend a peaceful pro-America rally.
0: They want to punish your thought, but not their violent crimes.
2: They want to abolish bail, abolish and open up your borders. They want open borders. Let everyone — and by the way, we're doing so well — We have a record this month on the borders. Nobody's coming in. Very few people. Uh,
0: So there is President Trump speaking to, I think, really the heart of his base. Uh, You know, it's certainly something that his base wants to hear, how crazy the Democrats have gone, how radical they are. And just to highlight the stark contrast of what they are willing to criticize uh, when it comes to the right, but unable to criticize when it comes to themselves. Um, We can get into, Eric, the the reporting on the low numbers, the low turnout. But what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, the again, I was there. The energy was high. Yes, the top sections were not totally full, but the people who were there at the bottoms, I mean, they were, they were there. They mm-hmm. were present. They were in that moment. They were fired up. They were pro-American. They were ready to be there. Um, but what are your thoughts on, uh, on not filling the stadium? Into-
2: yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I have the answers as to why that was the case. Um, we can sit here and speculate all day long. I do think that there could be potentially a significant amount of people that support him mm-hmm. that have given in to the fears of this virus and, and everything as well. Yep. Um, I say that from experience because there's been a lot of Trump supporters knocking me for my positions um, on on that. So, again, that's just speculation. I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly why. Um, like you said, you were there. And you're going to have more insight on that than, than I do when I, from the videos, at least from what I watch, it seems that the people that were there were at least very enthusiastic mm-hmm. um, about them being there. Now, why they didn't fill it out or what they were anticipating, it, it could be a multitude of different different reasons. Now, I understand that people would be. Certainly, if you were a supporter of Trump and you look at that as a bad thing, I can understand if you're like, well, is is he losing support? Mm-hmm. Um, are there other individuals that maybe would have supported him that that aren't there because now they're kind of on on the fence with him? I don't know. Could that potentially be the case? A- absolutely. But I don't want to sit up here and pretend like there isn't this whole deal that a lot of folks have given into when it comes to this virus and getting together in large groups and so forth. Obviously, the people that were there didn't care for, care for that, but that doesn't mean there aren't people that did. Mm-hmm. So that can be said about a multitude of different things that there are less people there, Spirit, Like, right. it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. There's less people at, at restaurants, less people at this, less people at that because of all of what's going on. Some people are just genuinely scared. Some people wanna play it safe. So I don't know exactly why. I mean, is there something worth talking about? Absolutely, but at least you can say at the bare minimum for the, for the sake of his base, they were at least enthusiastic. Mm. Now my, and I would like to see the Joe Biden alternative to that, because that's really all that matters in this context, right? Because that's who his main adversary is. So if he can fill it out, are we saying Biden can?
0: You know, it's funny that you say that because that, of course, it didn't take long for the media spin to take place at. Oh, President Trump can't even get, uh, you know, a bunch of supporters to come support him in this place, even though we've spent weeks and weeks and weeks telling you that you're going to literally die if you attend one of these. um, I'm looking at Joe Biden's live streams and I'm like, Dude can't even get over 500. Yeah. yeah, you can't even get over 500 people viewing a live stream at a time when they can watch it from the comfort of their own homes and submit questions or comment, you know, during the thing. What like what am I missing here?
1: It becomes a question of risk. Like, I don't this may be one of the first indoor mass gatherings that mm-hmm. people have the opportunity to go to. There's a lot of people who are going to look at that and be like, is it even worth the right. risk of me showing up to this thing, potentially getting this virus and bringing it back home to my family? Even if you're not panicked about it in terms of I think I'm going to die, you just ask yourself, is it, wor- is it, is it worth is this experience to, worth yes. the risk? True. And so that can easily take you from 20,000 people in a stadium down to 6,000 because they don't want to be the test case of like, well, we'll be the first people to pack into a stadium and see how that works out for us. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can use it to make a a referendum on his campaign or the enthusiasm. These times are so different. I I would imagine that if there was no coronavirus, Trump could sell out any arena in the nation. I don't have any reason to believe otherwise because we've seen it so many times. I think it's just a matter of the coronavirus, and I think that's all that it really is.
0: And I will say uh, to both of your, your points, gentlemen, I again, this is just personal anecdote for whatever it's worth, I did not see a very large representation of
1: very elderly people.
0: Mm. Right. I mean, I saw middle aged people. I saw young people. um, I saw in between. But I didn't personally. And isn't it correct that that's a pretty
1: significant part of his base? A lot of people that would have been there that really just can't afford to take that risk.
0: Right. Exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised um, if that factored into it. But I want to get your thoughts on also um, some of the differences just the stark differences that I saw um, in the the demeanor of the people who were present at both the rally and at the the protests you know these the black lives matter group had a, a march going down downtown they were marching in the streets uh, the police were very good to you know block off portions keep everyone safe um, I know that they worked really hard on that and uh, you know we appreciated it those of us who were there appreciated it but What I saw um, in the the rally goers, a lot of people, like I said earlier, happy to be there, you know, just joyous, um, having fun, happy, friendly. Um, I I had some protesters. I had the march past me on the street and they were I mean, literally, you could see like, you know, when people get really angry and you see the veins Mm -hmm. in their temple and they're like throbbing. I mean, all of them, you know, they're so angry, shouting obscenities holding up their mid I'll do this one guys you're welcome at it (laughs) holding up their middle fingers if I was holding up my middle finger in the air to I mean everyone around go home racist F Donald Trump F this F that F you just so angry and the funny part is they were almost exclusively white people
2: seems like that's what happens and we we have unfortunately had this conversation where it makes where people make it seem as if it's black v white Mm -hmm. in the context of trump support versus non-trump support it's very dishonest it's not even remotely the truth when you can see so much footage and so forth definitely when you see people that are generally uh, you know protesting, not saying there aren't black people that are protesting. Absolutely there are. Um, but for whatever reason, people act as if they aren't white folks that are causing havoc. Uh, shouting, like you said, obscenities, being crazy, um, being disrespectful towards their political adversaries. That's mm. absolutely what happened. We, we've we seen this happen. But for whatever reason, even the thing that's going on in Seattle, I don't know if I've, aside from that rask cat, yeah. have I, I don't know if I've ever seen any other black people <laughs> that, that are even present there right. as they have these sort of sectioned off, sort of segregated uh, areas and so forth. I think it goes back to the to the whole idea that I've talked about on this show where a lot of uh, self-righteous white folks have put it upon themselves that superiority. That's mm-hmm. it. It's self-righteous is what it is. Where they feel like as if they have the power, and people, specifically the POCs, like us at the table, <laughs> right? They our world can't move unless they move it for us. So they have to get out there and go protest and and and, and be be loony and so forth. And I've even seen videos, of course, of, of black. Trump supporters going at whites Trump support uh, non-Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. and Of course, the white one is always lecturing them about why they shouldn't be supporting because, again, they, right. they have this uh, they, they it's like literal racism because, again, they feel as if they are superior in that regards and it's self-righteous. They just think they're using their superiority for good. And of course, the Trump supporters are using their superiority for bad. It's right. all, all it is still race, race, literal textbook racism nonetheless. So it's an interesting thing that sort of we've had this conversation about trying to paint it as black be white when it comes to this but there's a whole host of white folk
1: on on that that side and they're loony yeah. and when it comes to trump support uh, trump and the protesters against him the protesters he brings out sort of like a venom yeah. and like an animosity that that makes them sacrifice any moral high ground <laughs> they might have thought they had <laughs> because crap. there's people that are just gathering for their politician of choice, not hurting anybody, 6,000 people go into a stadium to cheer their president on, fine.
0: There was cheering, mm -hmm. there was laughing, there was no, I
1: wasn't angry. And so whatever you think about that, if you hate Donald Trump, the, the, what does it take for you to go out to that event and curse people out and scream at them and harass them? That says something about you and what's mm. inside of you And there's there's a corruption and sort of just an evil inside of that that makes you why can't you just leave people alone? and Let them go celebrate what they want and you go advocate for your cause But right. for you to have to go and invade somebody else's thing to, to act like that that sacrifices any kind of moral high ground You might think that you have against Trump whatever you think about him.
0: Yeah, amen. Um, I want to get into of how AOC is connected to this whole, this yeah, whole debacle. Of, this. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, she <laughs> has to insert herself somewhere. So there was a rumor that surfaced after the low turnout that uh, there was a group of, um, what was it, K-pop fans. Which, for those of you who don't know who K-pop is, well, first of all, you're lucky. Consider yourself lucky that you don't know who K-pop is. But it's this like Korean pop, pop music
1: group. You're right. informing That's me it. right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is breaking news for Aaron right now. But uh, apparently um, them and some others used the, the app, the social media app TikTok, to uh, create this campaign to sabotage the, the rally for President Trump. They apparently allegedly all went on and uh, tried to, to get all the tickets. Uh, to make President Trump think that there was going to be a higher turnout. I don't know. It all just seems so juvenile. So, of course, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is involved somehow because it's so juvenile. She tweeted out uh, She tweeted out to Brad Parscale, the campaign manager for Donald Trump. She, he, he had said radical protesters fueled by a week of apocalyptic media coverage interfered with Donald Trump supporters at the rally. They blocked access to metal detectors, preventing people from entering. By the way, that is all true. I saw it happen. We had to take the detour. I saw the protesters that they had to set up the fences for. All of what Brad Pascal said was absolutely true. I saw it with my own eyes. AOC said, actually, you just got rocked by teens on TikTok who flooded the Trump campaign with fake ticket reservations and tricked you into believing a million people wanted your white supremacist open mic enough to pack an arena during COVID. Shout out to Zoomers. Y'all make me so proud. It's almost, Eric, as if she is... Condoning, encouraging interference from a foreign,
2: foreigner. TikTok is Chinese. Good, that, oh man, I didn't even she's think She's
0: encouraging about, interference I didn't even in think, the I, election.
2: That didn't even cross my mind, but you're completely correct. A lot of what they've accused, basically, the other side when it comes to like the sort of infiltration mm-hmm. of outsiders. You know what I mean? Non-Americans. When it comes to influencing the election in some capacity, that's what she basically admitted to. Yeah. Uh, it's not even. I don't. Even, I won't even go as far as to say that she implied it. I think she just flat out admitted that that was what she did. But that's what I expect out of AOC. Unfortunately, I see her as representation of like my entire like age demographic and younger. Uh, I think she's she, I don't, she might not even be a year young, older than me. I think we're about basically the same age, thirty, and. That's how I envision folks from a political standpoint. Childish, mm-hmm. they don't know what the hell they're talking about and they're more interested in sort of using sort of, sort of social media for, for clout, retweets, likes, he he's and ha ha's. <laughs> that's more so what it, what it is, it's, it's very childish. Um, unfortunately though, that, that's their approach. And this is why I said, I believe like months ago, I said on this show that I feel like people should pay attention to her, not. As far as like take her seriously because right. I, I think she's a bonehead in a yeah. lot of cases, but she is representation of a lot of a, of a of I don't I don't want to say maybe a voting block, but more so a block of unfortunately, adults that maybe are voting age. They
0: listen to. They her.
2: do listen to her. Mm-hmm. She has a she has pull in that regards, and this is why I'd say it was a mistake for people to be like, yeah, she's just this loony. She's in a loony band. Just leave her alone. Ignore her. I think that was a mistake. I think people should have been paying attention to her because this is sort of the culture that she's been driving uh, for for a long time. Regardless of how silly that we may think she is, regardless if we think she's stupid in a lot of cases as far as what she says, that doesn't matter. I've said long. For I don't know how many times that when it comes to these types of people that get to their positions by way of generally emotion. Mm-hmm. You can't reason them out of their position and you can't try to use reason to try to make sense of what it is that they do yeah. because they're not, they didn't use reason to get to their positions. You know okay. what I mean? That's just how they are. And unfortunately there's a lot of people just in general that, that approach politics certainly that way and social political. Uh, elements that way. So we had better been paying attention to her, no matter what side of the political spectrum you are, because nonetheless, she's very influential. um, And unfortunately, these people get to vote. And that's the problem with democracy.
1: Um, (laughs) That's that's maybe for another show.
0: It may be (laughs) for another show.
1: When it comes to the rally, the the Trump campaign is a victim of the expectations that were set beforehand. It was like a million people requested and there's going to be just people flowing outside. Mm -hmm. If it had just been reasonable expectations and 6,000 people showed up to something after all this coronavirus stuff, that's just fine. But right. because the expectations were so big, now they get to say, oh, look, your campaign is struggling or whatever. But it is interesting. How would AOC feel about that if a Biden mm-hmm. live stream got sabotaged in some yeah. kind of way by a social media campaign on Facebook by conservative yeah, people? By or just Russians. by conservative yeah. people. It would be like right-wing extremism or yep. cyber terrorism or yeah. something like that. And so for her to do that, it's just clear hypocrisy and a lack of self-awareness of the fact that if this was on, the, she was on the other foot, mm-hmm. she wouldn't be celebrating it as something like that's very clever that a group of people did.
0: Right. Well, well, and also, you know, the encouraging young children, teenagers, to participate in dishonest things.
1: Good job lying, guys. Right.
0: I mean, like, but but that's just what we should come to expect from the left who is, you know, they want. That's what they want. Yep. They want kids to lie to their parents, to go get abortions behind their backs and be able to, you know, sign off on their own medical procedures. That's what they want. Like, so this is a
1: childish. It's just be. a childish prank. That's all this was.
2: And exactly. that's what they're
0: encouraging. Exactly. She's
2: grown, man. That's what sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, she's grown in age, but oh, not true. in the mind.
2: That's true. That's, that, not, not in I the guess mind. That's a, that's a good point. That's
0: a good point. <laughs> uh, all right. We've got a lot more coming up, including how uh, how they're doing over there in CHOP territory, which Eric alluded to earlier in the program. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So uh, there is a very quickly growing crime, according to the FBI, you may not know about. It is called home title theft. And uh, by the way, a lot of us are working from home uh, right now. And we're thinking if we, you know, we're either here in our homes so we can protect it or when we leave, we might go to the grocery store with our masks on. Well, not me. I'm not wearing a mask. But we might go to the grocery store, but we can set our alarm and your home will be totally protected. Well, what you don't know or what you might not know is cyber criminals are actually targeting your home's Right now, they want the money that they can get by taking out loans against your home because it turns out that all of the home titles are stored online where these cyber criminals can go and access them. They forge your signature on that title and then they have access to all of the equity that you have put into your home, which is probably most likely as part of your retirement nest egg that you're saving. Yeah, they can just take it right out from under you. Are you scared yet? You should be. Banks do not protect you. Uh, Insurance does not protect you. Identity theft programs do not protect you, but Home Title Lock does. They will put a virtual barrier around your home's title. you got to protect your home. You will not know if you're already a victim unless you go to hometitlelock.com. Put in your address. Register your address to see if you have already been a victim of this scam. Again, you don't want to find out. Before I'm sorry, you don't want to find out until it's too late. You want to find out before it's too late. You can only do that by going to HometitleLock.com. If you use promo code Y, that's W-H-Y, you'll get 30 free days of protection to help you through the crisis. And you're going to need it, guys. All right, HometitleLock.com, promo code Y. So it turns out the uh, CHOP, For those of you who don't know, it is the Capitol Hill organized protest now. It is not, they, nope, we don't want to be the autonomous zone anymore. We were told what that meant. And what that meant is that we have to actually be independent and on our own. We do not want any part of that. We still want to mooch off the system. So please rename us CHOP. Uh, CHOP in Seattle. Uh, There was some violence going on there. I know you guys are surprised.
1: Just yes, right,
0: yeah, Ca- get your get your jaw up yeah. off the floor. I know you weren't expecting any That's a peaceful protest.
1: Are you sure this is accurate? <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is what we're told is that it's very peaceful. Turns out it is not very peaceful in CHOP. Uh, early Saturday morning over the weekend. There were two men who were shot in this uh, in this zone in this organized protest zone. One man actually later died from his gunshot injuries. And just just to like clarify, there were two men who were shot that morning, but like it's it's not that large of an area. Right, like six blocks. Six blocks. I think like they may have expanded a couple, a oh, couple, a couple blocks, but like six to nine blocks that we're talking about here. Two people shot, one person died, and uh, there is a controversy surrounding it because Seattle's EMT allegedly would not enter this zone uh, following the shooting. Here is a, a little clip of uh, one of the leaders. I liked it better when it was called Chaz because you could. Robin with it. Raz, yeah. Yeah. which you would think, as it wasn't, isn't he a rapper?
1: Yeah, he is. You would think that he He's would appreciate. He's yeah, really missed opportunities. I
0: know. <laughs> uh, so here is Raz, one of the leaders in the CHOP zone, uh, yelling at EMT workers for not going into this autonomous zone. Watch.
2: You could be uh, saving his life. Over there anyway. Sir, please explain to me what's going on. That's He's dying. He needs your help. This is your job. Is this in your heart to do this? I want to make sure that we have not been cleared to move into this. You are clear, we're giving you the clear. We will make sure you're clear. That's negative, negative We will make sure you're clear. Okay, we have a uh, number of citizens. Have- this is in your hearts. If he dies, uh, it's yes, on you guys. You okay, could have so saved his life. You, you could have. You guys could have. This is And you know it, sir. Is it, What if that was your son up there right now? Would you want this to happen to your son? We are still at um, I want oh man this is, this is amazing. This is what's happening in America right now. They're waiting to I save this are. man's we, life. You know what? They're waiting to save this man's life. He's dying bleeding out. If this was your son, you would bust yeah, through that yeah, crowd right yeah. now. But you're not because it's a black life. He probably didn't even know that. It, he probably didn't even know it was a black life. Like the, the EMT probably has no idea. No. That that that, that, that. so stupid, but we we know why it happened. Um, generally, protocol: make sure the area is clear, and that's what they which use. Is the what police, they said. which is what the police uh, generally do.
0: Yeah, they, the fire department you, said they were waiting. You, yeah, for the police. you
2: guys have made it very clear on your your, your property lines. Mm-hmm. Property lines. Um, if communists believe in that now, uh, but their property <laughs> lines say that no cops are allowed. Mm-hmm. Now, I think again. This speaks to a larger issue, and that is that. They expect and depend upon this system for things like that And that's partially why they changed the name because they wanted to benefit off of things like that It's not like a generally or like uh, autonomous or anything like that So for them though to act like it's black and white as in like, okay Well, these guys just didn't want to come in there just to not come in there And like they're just supposed to take your word for it considering the whole reason why this was built why would they take your word for that everything is clear? He's like, we'll make sure you're clear. So what, you know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to believe that considering what is taking place in this general area? So it's not as black and white as, okay, they just refused to go in there because he, he was a black man. Again, they probably didn't even know uh, that uh, the race of the person. That, to be that was fair,
0: shot. to be fair, I don't see very many black people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Out. it's exactly. mostly white
2: people exactly. that I yeah, see. Seattle for you. Yeah, I
0: mean, they probably just assumed that if they were going to assume anything, yeah, it would be that the person yeah. was white. It's, it's
2: such a bizarre thing that, that that was what they were claiming. But remember, it's all about narratives. It's not about what exactly is true. But it's not a black and white thing. That's generally their protocol, and mm-hmm. most people would, maybe not me, but most people would generally agree that that that's something, that's a good approach for them to do. Like you don't wanna send people obviously that are unarmed uh, into just danger like that. And most people would generally agree, regardless of how I feel about privatizing all of this, that's irrelevant. Most people would generally agree that that should have been uh, the approach. Mm -hmm. But if you are going to be actually autonomous, this is the problem with communism, this is the problem with people that don't understand the actual, like this was a legitimate secession movement. Let's just assume that that was what it was. You think that people within that geographical area would have been working on that, not randos in Power Rangers suits uh, acting (laughs) as if they're going to protect the area. But that's that's a market need. But this goes to show that they don't really understand that whole entire concept or anything. This is why I get so triggered when people say, oh, they're anarchists. And then a lot of people looking at me. I'm like, that's not me. Like those, those are not the people that I those are communists. Those are not people that understand markets. Hell, they always think markets are a bad thing generally when it comes to stuff like this, because if it was legitimate, what they that would have been the first thing that they would have established. And they would have been talking about, OK, the tax dollars that are going to X and O, the cops or so and So let us keep that so we can form our own. For, that would have been stuff that they were generally taken care of. But that's not what they want, which is why I always said that the whole defund the police thing was a fraud. It was a money laundering thing in which they still wanted to keep that money. They still wanted to benefit off of all of that state. Uh, imposed sort of policies and, 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 and yeah, they may have monopolized these services, but they've they, that's just what it is. They still wanted to benefit off of those, maybe make the police a little walker, uh, but that's generally <laughs> what they wanted to do. So they never had the really it's not only say they didn't have the opportunity they had a clear opportunity they just missed it because what they wanted to do was just sort of it was like fraud this is what it was It's like hey all cops are bastards we don't want you in here okay hold on wait where are you guys when we need you right you can't have it both ways man like extend it to the logical conclusion and and, and go all the way but when it backfires on you you don't get to just say oh well wait a minute you guys are supposed to supposed to help us that's not how it works yeah
1: they didn't seem to plan for the idea that if you put together some kind of community and throw a bunch of people in there some of them are going to be criminals some of mm-hmm. them are going to fight each other shoot each other steal from each other they acted like they had just created some utopia where we can kick the oh, police out yep. and it's then we don't example. we yeah, actually yeah. don't need any law enforcement so they didn't bother to organize and plan for how are we going to enforce rules or ways of behaving with each other they just it's just a gathering it's not really an organization of any kind and so that's their biggest flaw is that they're just they're not organizing to be some sort of Autonomous zone. They're just people gathering hoping that something will happen if they hold out long enough Maybe the mayor will do something which she might the way she's talking. I don't know she She's might give like them, it's not even a thing she, out there. she might give them something that they want if they hold out long enough I don't know but they don't have a clear direction. They don't have clear leaders this Razz person that we hear about I don't I mean, I don't know he may be some kind of leader, but what is he what is he doing? What is he organizing? What is he mobilizing? It doesn't seem to be going anywhere, and so I don't really know what the end point of this is, but there's going to be more of this because these are just the same people in this little zone that commit crimes outside of the zone. It's just the same people, so we're going to see the same <laughs> problems. True. They right. just now don't have the tools to solve them.
0: Oh, yeah, and also they're not living in their mom's basement anymore. That's true.
1: They're living, they're living on the sidewalk. Yeah, they're tents. living in they're
0: living Intent. in shop and tents, planting, uh, planting their garden on top of cardboard boxes
1: arguably not an upgrade
0: yeah <laughs> great job guys uh, we've got a lot more to get into first we want to thank our sponsor this segment rough greens so uh, if you're like my family your dog is part of your family uh, which means love affection but a lot more than that it means responsibility it means taking care of your dog taking responsibility for your dog's well-being for your dog's health All right, I know you feel the same way about it because we live in America where we like spoil our animals to a ridiculous degree. Uh, Well, don't forget that one of the things that your dog needs to thrive is nutrients, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, probiotics, omega oils, just all of these nutrients that they're not getting from dry dog food because they have to kill all that good stuff in dry dog food to give it the long shelf life that it has. Now, I know we've been talking about rough greens for a while, but just to refresh your memory, it's not the dog food. Food. It's a supplement that you put on the dog's food and it puts all of those nutrients back into their diet. It will promote a happy and healthier lifestyle. Your dog will love it, by the way. Mine was a very picky eater. She loves the rough greens. Uh, you can take the rough greens 14 day jumpstart challenge today for $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. If you want to see your dog thrive, maybe you've got an older dog, you want to see them improve their mobility and their joint health, all you have to do is go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F. Yes, I know. It's very cute. R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Back in a minute. President Trump has publicly contradicted uh, Anthony Fauci, his own coronavirus task force expert over the issue of whether the NFL, whether professional football should be played despite the coronavirus risks. He came out and tweeted, Tony Fauci has nothing to do with NFL football. They're planning a very safe and controlled opening. However, if they don't stand for our national anthem and our great American flag, I won't be watching. And you know he means it because he put three exclamation points after his sentence. All right. Don't mess with him. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's interesting because we see all of these experts who are coming out and saying, you know, well, you got to be really careful with sports. Obviously, there's very close contact. And we all know that coronavirus is super deadly. Oh, wait, it's not really super deadly to the general population. We're talking about healthy athletes here. Right. Um, But I think money talks and, you know, the NFL, all of these sports organizations see, uh, you know, they see the risks, but they also see the risk of losing the amount of money that they're going to lose. And so far, we have seen them really, really try to put a season together despite the coronavirus risks. Eric, I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that you see no issue with that.
2: No, like if they want to do that, that's absolutely what they should be able to do, Uh, any sport. I know everybody's trying to figure out how they're gonna do this, how they're gonna do it, I really don't know. Um, I think some of it's silly because they're acting as if nobody's ever going to get it. And I think they should be operating on the expectation that that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Not that nobody's going to get it. Like, right. no, that that's, that's going to happen. And Which
0: is what they told us at the beginning. They right. said most likely most people will get right. this virus. Right,
2: that's what it is. And, and that should definitely when you're dealing with those types of people, those are athletes that are generally healthy, probably the healthiest of the healthy. Yeah. Um, so they're generally going to be fine, pretty much all of them. We know that a couple of people, we knew the basketball players that ended up happening, having it there, they're perfectly fine. I believe Ezekiel Elliott from out here got it. Um, he from what I know, he is A-OK. Um, and he
0: was mad, by the way, yeah. that that, however that leaked. Right, I think right. it was his own agent. Yeah, it
2: probably was. He his was name. like,
0: what about HIPAA? I'm right. like, I don't think that applies to your own agent <laughs> spilling your Business. Right,
2: right. But no, so it, it doesn't matter what these experts seem to think. Like you said, it's not a deadly virus. I know that makes a lot of people upset because facts for whatever make people upset. Mm-hmm. It is generally the population is that gets it, most people they're gonna be just fine. And these are the healthiest of the healthy, and if that's a risk that they want to assume, like you said, money talks, and they're losing money if they do not have this season. Every single sport is losing money if they do not have this season. But you're looking at those people, and this is how I look at it. You're looking at that population, whether it be with the age demographic, I mean, so forth, generally, maybe not as much with the coaches, but generally with, with the people that are playing, the actual athletes, Those that's the population of people that have like a, a near 100% chance of surviving. This. Right. If there's anybody that's going to be able to anyone. handle it, yep. it's going to be them. So I don't even, again, it goes back to the one size fits all. Why are we trying to apply it as if everybody's impacted by this virus the same way when we know that's not how it works? I think that this should obviously... Happen in whatever capacity that they want it to happen. It doesn't matter what these experts say, because we already know, regardless, that it's not a very deadly virus specifically for those players.
1: Yeah. And Tony Fauci doesn't tell the NFL what to do. Neither does the president, really. I mean, they can decide you Absolutely. know, whatever plan they want to do and they're going to go forward in a way that they think is safe. The risk, I think, from a sports league perspective is the fact that if one person gets really sick or if one person, God forbid, dies Mm -hmm. from the coronavirus out of all of the people, it's going to be such a massive scandal and a massive thing that that could be damaging to the leagues. And so that's why they're operating with that level of caution, even though the numbers show that healthy people of that age are not at risk of getting seriously ill. But they have to consider the fans and the coaches and they have to consider, again, if one, one person out of the thousands of athletes across the pro sports gets seriously ill, it's going to be like, CNN, MSNBC blowing this thing out like the plague has taken over the nation. And from a public relations standpoint, you know, these leagues are always very careful about PR and about images and appearances. And I think that's what's holding things up more than anything. But we see the NBA is going forward with a plan to kind of keep people contained and do it. And if they can do it inside with a sport that's that close contact, then football, baseball, I don't see any reason why those other sports can't go forward as well.
0: Doesn't that, but, but, the, but the fact that they have to be so concerned with the public perception of, a player contracting coronavirus and, you know, possibly potentially dying. Don't you think that that highlights, the, like, what is wrong with the public perception no, of this absolutely. right now? That it's like, no. it's not the league's fault, mm-hmm. right? I mean, everyone has personal responsibility over themselves. These people could choose to retire if they, yeah, you know, if they want to. They could sit the season out if they were worried about it, if they want to play
1: but, it you, but did you see how it's, it's, again, it again goes to media reporting you see that yeah, I we see the reporting is all focused on increased cases increased cases yeah. in order to stir up more fear and not focusing on the fact that as the cases are going up the deaths are staying flat or going down the right. hospitalizations are fine and so we're, th- it's reported in a way to continue to push fear yeah. for whatever reason that is whether it's political or wh- whatever the case may be and so because of that you know because it's a, a sport that relies on fans and viewers and things like that they have to have public support in order to go forward so they have to kind of to be a little bit enslaved to the media narratives that are going around
0: yeah which by the way uh we got to take a break but by the way for those of you who heard the media spin uh one of president trump's quotes out of context from the rally aaron you reminded me of it about the the positive cases uh the media wants to just bring up all of this increase in cases without giving you any other context speaking of context when he made the comment about uh not testing he told his people to stop testing americans for coronavirus it was a joke you got to go back and watch the whole video and his entire sentence that he gave. He was joking. It was a joke because he was making the point that I think Aaron was kind of your indirect point, which was um, whenever you start testing more people, you are going to have more positive cases. And then the media is going to turn it around and spin it and make it sound like we're all dying because you have more positive cases because of the testing. Glad I could clear that up. We'll be right back. I watched that being spun. Mm-hmm. I was just like. <laughs> Tired NFL quarterback Brett Favre recently talked about uh, he was he was being interviewed just about the state of affairs, right? Because you can't ask a former football player about anything without getting into everything political that's going on in the world right now, which is just so frustrating. But uh, he was asked about Black Lives Matter movement. Um, He gave this very in-depth interview on current political issues. And Colin Kaepernick happened to come up. He actually ended up comparing Colin Kaepernick to Pat Tillman, saying that uh, Colin Kaepernick would have hero status when it all shakes out. Here is a little bit of that interview
1: um boy that's i suppose that he he is he's helped this cause tremendously and uh is deserving of of much praise and, and respect because it's not easy for a guy his age black or white hispanic whatever to stop something that you've always dreamed of doing and put it on hold maybe forever for something that you believe in. You know, I can only think of right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman's another guy who did something, you know, similar.
0: Um, And he, of course, it didn't show this in the clip, but they actually asked him and he specifically said that he thought that he would have hero status uh, similar to Pat Tillman. Um, It's interesting though, Eric, because I didn't realize that that's actually how it shook out was that Colin Kaepernick stopped playing football he benched himself
2: that's not even because he
0: oh is it not no
2: it's not even close to the truth believe it or not no he he if he was actually as good as what a lot of people pretend that he he went and maybe he you know he did have a a couple of good seasons under him and then it kind of went downhill Mm -hmm. when you are good and we've seen this definitely in football i mean come on i'm a fan of the cowboys and they're good for bringing in a bunch of people that uh, probably you shouldn't even still be in the league as far as they do some crazy things off field.
1: Maybe shouldn't even be on the streets. Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs>
2: exactly. And Jerry Jones is good for giving them a second chance. He loves that. If he was as good as people thought, he would still be in the league no question about it and then when we when we consider what happened with the whole recent tryout thing and 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 you know the whole oh we're gonna move it over here and all of that craziness that 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 went on and he actually for a lot of supporters of him he he got a lot of criticism for that rightful criticism for that but it has nothing to do with what he well I mean maybe in a slight sense it has something to do with what he did meaning that People maybe didn't want to put up with the media attraction. Mm -hmm. But if he's a good player, people don't care about that. There's a lot of characters in in sports, right? They do a lot of weird things, and you kind of just got to put up, kind of put up with it Mm -hmm. But because they put up stats. They put up the numbers. They get you wins and stuff like that. People did not feel that way about Colin Kaepernick, and they felt that the risk just wasn't worth it. That attention, that negative attention that may have come with it, it wasn't worth it because he just simply was not that good yeah. and so it goes both ways But the act like this is something like oh I for I'm, I'm doing this for justice I am no longer going to play football is fake news it's <laughs> it's revisionist history uh and, and considering how recent it is I don't understand why Brett Favre would say that because it's simply not true that's not what happened he didn't put it on hold uh, or anything like that it was just that you know He had his positions. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of owners didn't like it. And he wasn't good enough for people to be like. already
0: benched. Yeah,
2: he was already benched before all of this happened. But he just simply wasn't good enough for them to be like, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna get this yeah. negative attention, but he's gonna be a, a, a worth he, he's worth it because he's gonna get out there and get us wins. If they felt that way, he would have been a starting quarterback in any on anybody's team. The
1: first thing, this is the problem with sports media now with the coronavirus is that when you turn on Fox Sports or ESPN or whatever, Anyone like watch it, it's all political. There's no because there's no sports to talk about, so they all oh. just jump on the social justice issues. And these people are mostly not qualified <laughs> to talk about them in any kind of way. They're not. Uh, read up on these issues. They don't have historical context. They don't have any of the knowledge because they're sports experts. And so That's you tell fun. you tell these former athletes and coaches who have spent their whole life focused on games and sports to say, okay, now address the civil rights issues of our time. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of bad takes like that. Colin Kaepernick is the same as Pat Tillman giving his life in the military. Right. Colin Kaepernick is doing okay. He left the league, but uh, he he's, got, gotten, he's reaping a lot of he's benefits book deals, on my, yeah. He's getting appearance fees. He's got Nike contracts.
0: I would, like to, I would love to be oppressed like Colin yeah, Costa has been
1: oppressed. I mean, he might have sacrificed, I don't know what the balance is of the money that he lost versus NFL versus this, but he's he's. Top one percent, like he's making probably seven figures doing the things that he's doing, and he might have, he might like to play football. I don't. I think that's questionable given how the tryout went. But he's in no way did he make like a sacrifice of his life to where he's like, man, Colin, remember him? Like he's 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 more famous now than he would have been if he had just been a mediocre quarterback yeah. for true. you know the next that's five true. to ten that's years. True. Everybody knows Colin Kaepernick now. People who watch the Blaze, people who are not sports fans, know Colin Kaepernick because of his political stance, and he never would have got that as a quarterback. And it's important
2: to mention that there are. Other That's people that, that kneel mm-hmm. and are still in the league. Yes. Okay, so let's yes. get that out there.
0: Still making millions of yes. dollars, still totally safe, not oppressed at all. <laughs> all right, back in a minute. Did you get the feeling though, listening to Prep Bar? Friday's poll, should Juneteenth be a national holiday? 43% of you said yes. 57% of you said no. Uh, I have no idea the rhyme or the reason behind the, the options. I have no idea the rhyme or the reason behind the asking of the actual question. So I'm going to move on to today's poll, which is who poses the biggest threat to the to the Americans' future? I think it just means to America's future. Big tech companies, Donald Trump, Antifa, or Joe Biden. That is that is actually a good question. Who poses the biggest threat to America's future? Big tech companies, Trump, Antifa, or Joe Biden?
2: What do you think? Yeah, that's tough. It is. Um, tough. I would say big tech in a way um, because they can control narratives. Yes. Um, I know they can pretend like they're unbiased, but they're not. We know that. Um, that's not to say they will, but right. they have the potential to basically slant everything one way and paint their opposition as negative people. So I would say big tech.
1: Yeah, what people see on these social media sites influences how they think and how they vote. So that's got to be the biggest threat.
0: I would also say big tech companies... Bill uh, Biden's
1: asleep. He can't do nothing that. true. That's true. Uh,
0: because I, I actually, Eric, you'll be able to relate to this. I just had a... I noticed I had a video pulled because off go. of my Sarah Gonzalez unfiltered, which by the way, you should subscribe to um, because... I, I said something about the coronavirus. Every time. Yep. You, can, you can't say anything about the coronavirus on YouTube because unless you're it life is over. right, unless it is straight up World Health Organization yep.
1: garbage. So. Yep.
0: All right, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here, guys.
1: Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at
2: blazetv.com.